Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey everyone, Travis here. Uh, what you're going to hear today is a little different than what we normally do in this podcast feed. Uh, Chris and I are usually in the same call talking about a specific song in Kanye's discography. But over on the YouTube channel, we open up a little bit. We'll do fun like lists, you know, rankings and stuff, uh, analyze music videos, things like that, that sometimes those videos help to have a visual component to them, but they don't always. And I, we thought they'd be fun to post here in the podcast feed as well. So that's what you're hearing today. If you want to go watch the video with it, you can, of course, go do that. But we thought, why not give you all the content you can get on the podcast feed? Okay. Thank you so much and stay wavy. Everybody wants to know what I would do if I didn't win. I guess we'll never know. So keep it locked. I don't get enough of it. Jesus just rose again. Listen to the kids. Hey everyone, my name is Chris Lambert. On this channel, we talk Kanye West, and today we're going to be doing a uh, visual analysis or thematic analysis of the easy music video. A lot of people have been talking about it because of all the Pete Davidson stuff in it, but I wanted to kind of go through the full thing. We're not going to have the audio from the song just because of copyright stuff, <laughs> but we're going to do it's the, uh, the visual breakdown, which can be really fun. Actually, if you watch movies with the sound off, you see a lot, uh, by just not listening to the movie. There's so much that you start to learn from just, the actor's body language, the shot selection. It's a really cool thing. So sometimes like put on a movie that you really like already, turn the audio off and just watch it on mute. And you'll have a, I think a pretty cool experience. But today we're going to go through that with uh, the easy music video. So we start with the burning house, right? Which recalls uh, listening party three in Chicago, the Donda two concert where they like, had the house even more on fire. You get the church aspect with the cross on it, but the house, uh, the Chicago house from Ye's childhood when they rebuilt it for listening party three, it had the cross on top of it. So it's not like just a, a generic church, but the addition to his childhood home. So we have that. And then it, you get like all the smoke pouring off the sides. And this is in that claymation, right? Like the flames aren't real flames. And you get kind of that like wafting stop motion uh, smoke kind of coming through. So then we see a casket, which this is already, I think this music video skews heavily towards like yay symbolism, which is interesting since this is on games like YouTube channel, right? This is a song for the game's album. This is a Donda 2 song, but the music video is so yay oriented. And even the the song itself, like yay has the longer verse on the song. It feels so much more like a, a Kanye song to me than a game song. But you have the you have the caskets and you just have some beautiful visuals. Like whoever was directing doing the cinematography did a great job in just making every scene like visually or aesthetically pleasing, like regardless of how you feel about the video due to all the Pete stuff, I think it is just like a really great 
artistic work if you can kind of separate like the art from the context that the art was made in but we have the casket opening and it looks like a claymation person right uh, like i imagine it's game since this is game's portion and you go from the claymation version of game rising out of the casket to the live version of the game like this is no longer claymation this is like real world three-dimensional games sitting on the caskets um which is kind of cool I, I like the idea it sets up this dynamic between fantasy and reality like the claymation very much puts us in this world of like cartoons <laughs> right something that's unreal contrasting then with the very real shots of game and yay and there's just some tension there between this idea of reality and fantasy, especially when you get to Gay's part, right, with Pete and the way in which he's able to fantastically take out <laughs> uh, the anger he's feeling towards Pete in this claymation way, like celebrity deathmatch kind of way, as opposed to like not really necessarily doing anything about it in reality, because in reality, he's not going to go that far, but he can do so in a music video which kind of gets at the difference between and not saying this is the point of the video but what you can start to extrapolate from something like this is just the differences in reality right real world versus what you can do in the dramatization of fiction and art uh, you can kind of indulge in ways and have the fantastic world be a playground for how you're feeling so okay we have game just kind of wrapping doing his thing <laughs> okay got the caskets again another just like eerie shots the way that it kind of fades out and then you go to the game and it's like easy e kind of figure in the car right <laughs> back to claymation the palm trees jumping in this desert they got the shovels looking down the hole again another like great shots and there is yay yeah and yay's looking up so they go and like essentially go to this desert and find yay right they so he comes out of a casket gets into this car goes to the desert looks into this well which gives me dark night vibes right dark night rises vibes and then yay's just like hanging out in this well <laughs> um and then they get him out of there and we start going to the next thing. So already like with the game rising up out of the casket, right? Yay coming out of the well, there's something to this idea of like getting back to Donda and the first song on Donda jail, right? You're in jail, whether like physically, um, spiritually, emotionally, or like in this case, like there's death, like jail is death or isolation and both game and yay are kind of stepping out uh, from their casket, from this like bondage. Okay. You get the cool like reflection in the eyes as the game looks up, the long shadow, and now we get smoke and Ye's on the motorcycle driving through the desert. Now, people have pointed out this recalls the Bound 2 music video. If I was smart, I would have brought that up ahead of time. But in the Bound 2 music video, Ye's on the motorcycle with Kim, and they are actually riding this way towards the left side of the screen and then in this music video he's riding on this motorcycle by himself and he's riding to the right it's almost like there's this bit of continuity which either yay put in the director put in or it's entirely coincidental 
but you have this image that just like resonates so strongly with the bound to music video that it seems like it has to be purposeful. <laughs> uh, but coming back the opposite direction from the way that he was going. So it's like, yeah, Kim and I went this way and now I'm coming back alone, uh, which is just like kind of brutal. So you see, um, yeah, the motorcycle, then him by himself here. And this is where we get, I guess, is this supposed to be Pete? This doesn't really look like Pete to me. I, the other claymation figure does, but this one doesn't. This just kind of looks like a Dracula to me, but I guess it has to be Pete because we go from like the person that they take the bag off from later is Pete's. Okay, so you go from Ye standing there to Pete just like minding his own business with a drink and a cigarette. They put the bag over him. <laughs> Cigarette just flips into the air. And then here we get like real world Ye. So the same way that we went from claymation game into real world game, we go from claymation yay to now like real world yay. And this is probably the most menacing that he's ever been. And we're talking like the monster music video where he's kind of like Louisiana gothic cool wearing this broad brimmed hats and this tan suit that's unbuttoned and toothpick in his mouth looking kind of like interview with the vampire chic here is just like i am showing up at your front door at 3 a.m and i am a terror <laughs> it's really scary especially with the the head which people have made like a big deal out of as they're saying like oh my goodness he has like pete's head this is a threat i i don't think it's a i think yay is acting out his like how angry he is about the situation just the fact that, you know, not just that his ex-wife is dating someone else now, right? But is dating someone who had publicly mocked Ye on Saturday Night Live and then was friendly with Ye for a bit, was like hanging out with him, right? There's the the photo of Pete at dinner with Ye and Timothy Chalamet. Uh, and then Pete had hung out with Ye and Kim as a couple. So there's always more complications when a relationship ends and you're the person that got dumped like already it's a bit harder <laughs> to get over things but then when the person that dumped you starts dating someone new it's one thing if it's a complete random you're just like well whatever maybe this new person's like more successful maybe they're not you just kind of like write them off maybe because you don't know anything about them but if they're dating somebody that you did know like say your ex starts dating a co-worker that they were always friendly with you're like man this person like i knew they were trying to get in there or they start dating somebody that's like closer to you right like one of your co-workers or one of your mutual friends or what if they start dating your relative like your significant other breaks up with you then starts dating your cousin your sibling like, there's a lot <laughs> the closer the person was to you uh, when you were a couple uh, the more baggage that comes with that scenario so i think if pete's had been a completely random person i don't know if yay would be taking it uh, to the point that he is but the fact that like you know pete did say all of that stuff on saturday night live it recently came out uh, i forget who said it was it consequence it was consequence who said that when yay was at saturday night live after the show michael shea and pete davidson started yelling at kanye in the hallway and like dressing him down so it seems like there might be even some more things behind the scenes and then yeah i can imagine there's just 
some frustrations with the guy. And because Kanye probably, I would assume, isn't going to do anything to Pete's in real life. He's just kind of working it out through arts and these demonstrations through arts and kind of like raging, which is graphic. It's like arguably too far. I like I get why people are upset by this, but also I feel like it's better to do this than anything else. Like you work through your emotions and feelings in art and sometimes that can be shocking and in previous like years, decades, Maybe not as big of a deal, but in the present day and age, this definitely goes a lot further, especially I get the concern too, when you have people that are just like, yeah, there's some wild people out there. There were just like some wrestlers that I like that had to post like, hey, it's great that you're a fan, but don't come to our front door and knock just to say hi. Like that's such a breach of privacy. And that's really one of the things in this day and age that a lot of people are worried about. Like there was another wrestling thing. Yeah, I follow wrestling a lot there was another wrestling thing where a fake account for this wrestler known as seth rollins was talking to this guy on like twitter or instagram and ended up convincing the guy that it was the real seth rollins and had the guy send him money so it was a scam and the guy got like a thousand dollars from this dude and the dude blamed seth for it because he was so convinced that it was actually Seth Rollins on the account that the dude went to WWE Raw, jumped the fence, and tackled Seth Rollins on live TV. Like national television, live TV, tackles Seth, attacks him all because he thought that it was actually Seth who asked him for money when that wasn't the case at all. And even in the aftermath of being arrested, bailed out, like people telling him it wasn't really Seth after he posted the messages, still thinks it's Seth. So I get the fear, too, that yay dredging up all of this anti-P antagonism could lead to somebody being like, I'm going to do this for yay. I'm going to attack P or do something even worse. It's scary, right? And like I get why Kim and Pete and others are just like, hey, this is probably too far because in this globalized world that we're in, like we're still kind of learning the, the rules of everything and like safety procedures of everything. So I get really torn between just admiring the art and working through the notion of an artist working through their emotions through art and this idea of like, well, where we're at in modern society, you know, what risks are there in that? What dangers are there in that? Which is really like a weird place to be in because on the one hand, you want to have this ideal that like artists should be free to explore like to be daring, to take risks, to transgress, like we shouldn't be limiting. And then on the other hand, the idea of like responsibility and awareness of society, it's kind of the same thing that like John Legend uh, was saying to Ye when Ye put on the red hat, right? He was just like, hey, as celebrities, we have a responsibility to be careful with the things that we say. And Ye's just like, I'm going to say the things that I want to say, like I'm not responsible to people like my responsibility is to my truth and being a voice and like inspiring people so i think it's i think it's complicated i get both sides of the argument which probably isn't satisfying to a lot of people just to hear me be like i get both <laughs> but i do and i don't really know where i stand on this topic at this moment in case you cared i mean i get it like i would prefer 
I would hope that Ye's in a place where he feels like he can move on from focusing on Pete because I don't think this kind of thing is going to necessarily accomplish what he wants to accomplish if his goal was still to win Kim back, right? So then at that point, and then he might argue, well, it's helping me feel better, <laughs> which, yeah, yeah, okay, <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we have him holding the head, which the head I don't think looks like Pete at all. It's just like holding a random head. You can see the X on the ground too from where I think it was like Ye's mark back here. Like that's where he was standing, and then he moves forward. And I don't know what he's standing on here, um, but we go back to, what is this, the quad? Yeah, which kind of makes me think of Wyoming. And there's that photo of like the ambulance on the property and then Ye just riding off on the four-wheeler. <laughs> um, and four-wheeler, you get Pete tied up on the back, driving through. And again, like cinematography, great. If you can move past all of the... Um, <laughs> like separate the art and the situation. And then here, oh, I guess he's standing in the flowers, like the bed of flowers. Is that what it is? Okay. Uh, and then here, the boots, the sand, dragging. You know, this reminds me in a lot of ways of the flashing lights music video too, which in that music video, you have like the car in the desert, the woman walking up to the trunk, and then eventually the reveal that it's yay in the trunk. And then she takes the shovel and hits him. I was re recently listening to the Brett Easton Ellis interview with yay from 2013 on the Brett Easton Ellis podcast. He's the dude that wrote American Psycho, didn't direct the movie, but the movie's based on his book. And in that interview, he said like, yay, your music videos are like movies. Oh, he did say, yay, he said Kanye, but which one's your favorite? And Kanye said the flashing lights music video was his favorites. And this gives me some like vibes of that, except instead of yay being the victim this time, it's, it's skeet here. <laughs> so you get the rose seeds um, into the palm dumped on the head, which just like, again, if we are separating art from the situation, there's just something so funny to me about how the seeds are dropped and just bounce off of dude's head and a little finger like wiggle like whoever did the claymation did a fantastic job um okay so then we go back to reality and again this is what i was talking about about like reality and fantasy it's like you have yay sitting here with this fake head in reality and it keeps cutting back to essentially what this fantasy is that he's having of like, yeah, I'm going to take him out to the desert. I'm going to bury him. I'm going to plant roses all around him, which is euphemistic because I actually don't want to show what I want to do. <laughs> and then we get, this is cool too. You have the, the little bit of um graphic depth or depth matching. So this is in the foreground, right? The lights in the foreground, you have yay in the midground between the light and the background. And then in the background, you have whatever this like light source is. And so you have this like foreground, smaller ring, and my power just flickered. And then this background, larger ring. So I don't know, just like one of those little things that doesn't necessarily mean much, but is just a cool visual element that even if you don't recognize like, oh, there's a smaller one and there's a bigger one, uh, it just adds kind of this like layering and depth to a shot that I think is like shows a higher level of uh, visual approach 
to what's going on. Just how do I make this look cool? So then we get the Numenati um, jackets here with the game and I guess a bunch of other people. I don't even know if it's the game, but you have a bunch of people wearing the Numenati. And I imagine I did it look up. Actually, we have this. Do they mention it in the. Okay, this that Numenati. What is this? In relation to the previous line, I know the Illuminati mad. Yeah, I figured there was just like, there's the Illuminati and now we're the Numenati. Like the new Illuminati is us and it's kind of like redefining it. So it's like, I know Illuminati mad, this, that Numenati. So like, yeah, they're the old guard. We're the new guard. They're the old school. We're the new school. We're the ones that are going to be running the world is just what I imagine that means. Uh, um, saying that he's moved on from the Illuminati in his moving on from Kim Kardashian, who's won over the previous career, he's on to someone in something new. Um, American socialite and model, hence the play in the words Numenati. I mean, I don't think that's, I think it's like, am I new bitch bad? I know Illuminati mad. This, that Numenati, this, that Tubigati. I think it's just like, we're the new Illuminati. I think that's what it is. Um, Jesus. Yeah, I don't, <laughs> I don't think any of this is applicable. Okay. Um, and then we get the watering can and the water splashing. So you kind of have like a rule of threes. You have the seeds dropped and now you have the water dropped and you expect something else to happen. Um, but the water is like cool, just like the splashing coming down. And then we have Ye standing there again. And then the focus on the head, which is like creepy, right? Especially that shot, that close up is very creepy. Uh, and then spiraling around. I don't know if there's anything really to that aside from just like being unique and we go, you kind of have this nice, you kind of have this nice jump, right? That it's like spinning around and you kind of get the sense that there's like a circular, you can't see my finger, that there's like kind of a circle here that he's spinning around and you go from this like circle that was implied like going around to the actual headlamp like it zooms out to the headlamp and then once again you have that depth of the headlamp in the foreground and then this like spotlight in the background with yay in the midground uh and then the wheel and the wheels going around so you're getting like these little uh visual continuity that's kind of connecting some of the elements from like cut to cut to cut uh so now the claymation figure spinning and then we get pete with all the roses so you get the mound the roses grew out of pete essentially uh, which is dark, <laughs> very, very, very dark. And then Ye has the shears twirling them around, which is again, like you have this spinning motif, right? It's Ye spinning. It's the motorcycle wheel, wheel spinning. Now you have the shears that are spinning. The camera has been spinning and now he trims the flowers, which again, like one of those things, if you're caught up in like the drama of everything, it's just like, oh my goodness, like the implications of this. But if you're just looking at the the visual art of it, it's like a very striking, like, I think this is very pretty as just like art, right? Like, ignore the context, like, just the idea of like the visual of this person that's like in a desert who's masked up and then somebody without a mask. So you get this continuity between like the masked head and the unmasked head, the head attached to the body, the head in the ground, the flowers coming out and somebody pruning the flowers. 
it's just like very macabre, very gothic, but cool. <laughs> uh, but then, yes, the implications of it are intense if you're looking at the implications of it. Um, but I still don't think of this as like a literal threat, rather just Ye working through the anger he's feeling at this situation and putting it into art. Um, right. And then you have the, <laughs> the lights going, which pays off on the motif, right? We pointed out again and again, like the headlight, the, the circular light in the background. And now you have the light coming through in the kind of like oval shape of the eyes. So you're getting like a little bit of a graphic match there as well. And then that white that's part of the eyes, right? Goes to the white background that you're now getting boom there nice and then the truck full of flowers which uh yay did do that right on valentine's day he dropped off all of these flowers and said my vision is crystal clear on the truck and they were delivered to kim's house and i don't know what she did with them i'm guessing like threw them out or just sent them back um but yay i wonder how how long they've been working on this video like did they did he do that like purely out of goodwill and then in the aftermath decided to incorporate it into this music video which it's been that was on valentine's day so it's been 14 like 17 days less than three weeks since that and that's a lot of claymation to do in three weeks um, or did they already have this idea of the roses growing from Pete's head and him doing that? And he just like sent the truck as a joke, knowing that this music video is going to come out and it'd be like, Hey, wait a second, <laughs> which is like connecting the, like the reality in the fiction, right. In a very strange way. Um, like I like, it's one of those things again, where me just like separating everything. I'm like, Oh, how interesting, like performance art kind of thing, like bring something from a music video into the world. But then, yes, I do understand from the idea of sending that to Kim after all the Instagram posts and tweets, that's exhausting. That's I, I get why people are upset by that and being like, it's not cool. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I understand. Uh, everyone lived happily ever after circles happily. Uh, and then, which also puts it kind of firmly in this idea of like fairy tale, right? Because everyone lived happily ever after is something that you hear in a lot of like fairy tales, nursery rhymes, these exaggerated things that aren't based in reality, uh, except skeets crossed out, you know who, and you get this eye up the, at the top, which the eye, uh, usually represents the Illuminati, which in this case would represent the Numinati. So it's like the Numenati's watching and you could maybe apply that to like watching Pete. And then JK, he's fine with the underline being unfine. I don't know what this is. Um, I don't know if this is supposed to be like, I have no idea what this is. <laughs> ah, like, is it, is it like string and this is like hair? Is it just like string? Like, is it an ornament? Am I just, is it obvious and I'm missing it? I, I don't know what it is, but <laughs> I guess that does it for this video. Hopefully you enjoyed some of the discussion and visual analysis. Um, until next time, stay wavy and keep it loopy. Cheers.
ask me, I tell them Raise your glasses, your glasses, your glasses to the sky This is the last call for our